Matthew chapter 7, verse 25, it says this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, he's just been preaching for a long time, and he ends this way. Anybody that hears, everybody's like, bro, we've been listening to you preach for a while. Everyone who hears these words of mine that I have just said in Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7, there is so much truth. Go back and read it for yourself maybe this week, Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7. And he ends by saying this, therefore, anyone who hears these words that I have just said and puts them into practice, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone now... Again, he's been preaching for quite some time. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7. If you just listen to everything I just said, but you don't apply this to your life, let me teach you what that's like. He says, that is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished these sayings, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he had taught as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. It's called, You're Going to Make It. You're going to make it. I don't know what you've been feeling about yourself. I don't know if I'm going to make it. No, 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 no. You're going to make it. You're going to be all right. You know that song, We Going to Be All Right. You Going to Be All Right. I don't know the rest of it. But anyways, you're going to be all right. just want to encourage you today. I'm not here to give you doom and gloom. I'm not here to give you a warning. You're, you're about to have a great crash. I'm actually here to build your faith today and build your hope. You're going to make it. You're like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. We're about to go into lockdown phase number two. We're about to shut all the restaurants down, and I lost. I thought it was already hard enough. It's nine months into this thing, and I don't know if I can handle it. No, 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 no. You're going to make it. You're going to make it because God is with you. God is for you. Hold on to peace. Hold on to joy. Hold on to Jesus. I want to give you an encouraging message. I haven't met anybody in 2020 this last year that's like, you know what? Biggest issue I've had this last year, I am just way too encouraged. I don't know what it is. I just feel so happy and nothing's gone sideways and everyone in my world's got, you know, held it together and my kids are awesome. They obey every time I ask them to do something. Nobody is too encouraged. You don't need a doom and gloom message. You don't need to get your life right message. You need to hear what heaven is saying over your life. You're going to make it. You're going to be okay. God is for you. God is with you. Keep holding on to the hope that is found in Jesus. He ends these sayings. He ends this sermon by not giving a warning, but giving a reward. He says, listen, it's not that the person that hears these sayings is exempt from storms. It's that the storms are going to come, but the storms will not destroy See, the enemy wants to destroy you. 
John 10.10 is the theme verse. It's the foundational verse of Zoe Church. John 10.10 says the evil one comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life. The enemy wants to destroy you. God wants to rebuild you. The enemy wants to totally mess with your life. God wants to build you up in a holy faith that will keep you going. I want to encourage you. You're going to make it. Even when you don't think that you are, I promise you, God is going to get you through this storm. The storm has come. The wind is here, but you're going to make it. Come on, let's pray together. Jesus, we love you. We acknowledge you. We thank you. Greater is he that is within us than he that is within the world. We pray today on a day like today that you will help us understand your love. It's undeserved. It's unearned. God, we can't strive for it. We can't work for it. It is not by our behavior. It is only by our belief and our trust in you. We thank you for who you are today in Jesus' name. And everybody said together, I'm going to give you a few things to write down. Number one, just uh, we're going to start here, but I just we're going to go somewhere. Write down number one, the storm has come. And I want you to, to understand that because it's just, we don't want to live like oblivious to the fact that it's a storm. Like when you're going through a storm, it's like, it's just okay to call it a storm. The storm has come. There's wind, there's rain, there's floods, there's torment. Watch Matthew 7, 25. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Can we just be honest with each other? We're in a storm. Can we just be okay with being like, hey, this is not fun. I'm not, I, I enjoy sunshine. The reason, listen, the last year I lived in, in Washington, the state of Washington, it rained 91 straight days. Why do you think I moved here? Yeah, God's calling you. Yeah, right. I just like, I got to get out. It rained 91 straight days. I'm like, God, please call me to LA. Please, I like the sunshine. I don't like the rain. I don't like the wind. It's pretty awesome. Today, my parents are here at the ministry center. Make some noise for my two parents, Dave and Wendy Veach, Pastor Dave and Wendy Veach. And um, my parents, we, I grew up on an island. One of the San Juan Islands in the state of Washington. It is called Whidbey Island. My dad pastored a church there, and um, and we had a we had a phenomenal. Uh, I, I went fifth grade all the way till I graduated high school. And one of the things about living on an island up in Washington is that the wind howls. In fact, just right around the corner from our house, you would just take about a five minute drive, and you would be at the ocean. And when you would go through the winter months of be on this island, I'm telling you the wind, you'd see the white caps of the ocean and that thing would howl. Have you ever been in the car driving in the wind and you feel like the car just kind of like, you're like, oh, wow. Whoa. Is this the movies? Whoa. Whoa. This is, whoa. Like you could feel the wind. I'm telling you the reason why I left that, that state of Washington, that beautiful state. I love Washington with all my heart. I'm a Seahawks fan. Go dogs. I'm just, I still love it. It's just, I need to live here in LA. LA, where it's sunny and it's awesome and there is no wind and there is no rain one it rains once a year and it's like that time that i'm like why did why god don't let it chase me down here <laughs> but sometimes it's like we could be in a storm and we could be like oh no it's fine it's cool i'm good it's not bad it's 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 not that bad it's like no no can we just be honest you're in a storm there's a lot of rain there's a lot of wind there's a lot of 
There's a lot of animosity. There's a lot of disappointment. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of hurt. Your bank statement doesn't look the same. Your social life doesn't look the same. Your thinking is not the thinking that you had last year. You're in a storm. And part of life is just recognizing this is, this is where I'm at. It's what I'm dealing with. It's where I'm going, what I'm going through. This is the reality of my situation. Wow, this is what I'm facing at work. This is what I'm facing in my life. This is where my soul is at. This is where my mind is at. This is where my relationships are. Let's just be honest. You are in a storm. God did not say that the storm wouldn't come. He just said it won't destroy you. Anyone who hears these sayings puts them into practice. It's like a wise man that built its house on the rock. So when the storm comes, it will not destroy. The storm has come. It could last months longer. We do not know. But the reality is, be encouraged. It will not destroy you. Because just because it's raining and just because it's howling and just because there is such a ferocious wind in your life, it does not mean you'll be destroyed storm has come let's just be honest can you identify today what the storm has done to you sometimes you're in a storm you're like all right let's just let's just see the damage let's see what happens i remember windy windy days growing up on on whidbey island i remember after the 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 decimation of like a big windstorm you would drive down the road and there'd be branches all over the road and there'd be there'd be you know trees that had fallen and power lines that are down but you just kind of hunker in and you wait to get out the next day once the storm is over to see what has happened let's just be honest before we go see the damage let's just understand we're in a storm but you are going to make it. And I'll tell you why. Here's a few reasons why. Number one, write this down. You have the help of God. You might be in a storm, but God's here to help you. God is building your house. God is building your life. God has not forsaken you and God has not abandoned you. And God has not left you high and dry. He doesn't let you go through the storm. It's like, all right, little buddy, let's see how you do. I'm going to be over there in heaven. You just, you fend for yourself. No, God is here building you up in the midst of your storm. Oh, I love this verse right here. Look at Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Oh, watch God, Isaiah 59, 19. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. In other words, God says, if there's going to be a storm and there's going to be trial and tribulation, I'm not going to abandon you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to build your life. I'm going to build your house. I'm going to build up your company and build up your future and build up your soul. I'm going to be a builder in the midst of the storm. I'm not going to wait to see the damage. I'm going to build you right now. When the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises a standard against him. He said, I'm not going to let you be touched. I'm not going to let you be harmed. I'm not going to let you be thrown sideways. I'm not going to let this destroy your future. There's a calling on your life. There's a future that you have. I'm not letting you get taken out. You need to understand that though the storm has come, God is still God. Though the storm has come, God will help you build your house. He has not abandoned you. He has not forsaken you. He has not left you high and dry in 2020. Oh, I love what David says in Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. God is with you. 
You might feel like 2020, I don't know who's still with me. I don't know who my friends are. I don't know who my community is. I don't know who really rocks with me. I don't know who's, who's in my corner. God is in your corner. Be encouraged today that God is building your house. Unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. It is futile efforts to try and build your life on your own. God is building your life. God is building your house. God is building your future. God is doing all the work. That's why he's the cornerstone. That's why he, oh, I love that old hymn. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus. He is my hope. He is my salvation. He is who I'm building my life around. He is who I'm building my life upon. And as I build my life on God, God is building me up. You might be in a storm, but it doesn't mean God stopped working. God didn't stop. He's using this to mold you and shape you and change you and rearrange you and, and, and release you into your God-given potential. Storms get our attention. Storm, well, listen, it's, it's rare that you get God's attention or God gets your attention on the mountaintop of success. It is always in the valley of despair. What is it about a storm when the rain comes and, and the wind and, and, and you're, you're under attack? It's like, oh, Jesus, I need you. It's not on the mountaintop of success. It is the valley of despair. God's using it to show you, I'm building this. I'm using this. I'm doing this. I'm raising you up. I'm helping you in these areas. It's God. It's not you. It's God. So you, 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 you're going to make it. And the reason why you're going to make it is because God is building your house. God is building your life. For it is God who is at work in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure. God is working on you. God works the day shift. He works the morning shift. And he works the night shift. God is working on your life. And it is God who is working in you to build you up. The enemy comes to destroy. The enemy comes to decimate. The enemy comes to take you out. But I'm telling you, God raises a standard against him. We have a friend the other day that that um, someone uh, hopped their fence and tried to break into their to their to their house, got into their garage and tried to take one of their cars. And so our friend called us and told us, you know, this story and said, you know, that thank God for the ring app In the ring app, they were able to watch the whole thing come out, come, come down, you know, so they watched the person come in and try and take the car and all that. Can I just tell you, God is watching over your life. And when the enemy comes in like a thief, when the enemy comes in to take your life, steal your joy, steal your peace, steal your future. No, the, the Lord says, I raise a standard against him. I'm not just a ring app that's watching you. I will kick, I will rebuke the devourer in your life. God is building your house. And number two, here's why, why, why I'm encouraged you're going to make it. No, number two, you love practice. You love practice. I know that about you. You love practice. Remember Allen Iverson's famous uh, uh, press conference where he got in trouble with his coach and he's sitting there and he was in trouble because he didn't want to practice and he got mad. He's like the MVP of the NBA at this time. And he's like, we're talking about practice, y'all. Practice. Not a game. Not a game. Practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to just tell you, you practice like you play. The reason why you're going to make it is because you practice the teachings of Jesus. You're trying to apply what he said. You're not the foolish person that's like, you know what? That's what you say. Good for you, God. No, no. I'm going to build my life however I want to build it. I'm going to spend my money. I'm going to sleep around. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. No, no, no. You put God's word into practice. Look at what he says here. So, so, Matthew 7, 25. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, 
and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. You are not a wise person if you hear the words. You are a wise person if you practice the words. He said, listen, whoever practices my teachings, Matthew 5, Matthew 6, Matthew 7, the Sermon on the Mount, whoever practices this stuff, you will become like a wise person that doesn't build on the sand, builds on the rock. Let's just be honest. When you build on the sand, that means you're building on your identity, your fame, your following, your finances, your performance, your future, what you want. But when I build it on God's house, God's ways, God's principles, God's thoughts, God's laws, God's grace, when I build my, my life on that... It means I practice what he preaches. Whatever he preached. Now, again, he's just preached for a really long time. The greatest sermon that's ever been preached. And he says, hey, in summary, I just want to tell you, I'm glad y'all came to listen to me today. It's free of charge. We, we, you know, we're blessed to be a blessing. We want to just, it's free. I'm not, I don't need money, but I'm just telling you, you heard a lot of sayings today, but you will not be blessed by hearing. You will be blessed by doing. If you put this stuff into practice and you do your best to live out what I just preached, when the storm comes and it's coming, you ever notice that life doesn't have just like one storm? It has many storms. I heard someone say a long time ago, you're either in a storm, coming out of storm, or preparing to go back into a storm. But it doesn't matter. I know some people that are the happiest people even in the midst of adversity, even in the midst of a storm. You say, how can you smile like that? How can you be? They carry such peace and such grace and such ease. And how are they so at ease in the midst of a storm? Well, it's because, you know, they just, they're practicing the teachings of Jesus. And the more you practice that, the more your life is built, not on circumstance, but on Jesus. And the more you build it on that, you're going to be okay. I want to encourage you, practice what Jesus preaches. Jack, practice what God has spoken. If it's in his word, if it's what he has said, I'm going to put it into practice in my life. The Bible says, forgive those that have sinned against us. Okay, I'm going to forgive. The Bible says that I should give to God and to give to God's house. I'm going to practice it, heart for the house. The Bible says that I should literally watch my body. It is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to put it into practice. Whatever God said, I'm about. If it's in his word, it's got to be in my life. I'm going to practice what he preaches. And the more I I practice that, the more it prepares me to go through a storm. The more that I'm in a storm and I'm just okay. Why? Because he is my rock bed. He is my cornerstone. He is my identity. He is my life. I might have lost this, that, and the other, but it doesn't, def it doesn't define me. You're going to be okay because God's building your life. He hasn't stopped in 2020. 2021, people are like, man, I just can't wait for this year to get over. 2021, Really? Like, we just get, like, is it an off-on switch? Like, life's just going to get grand and awesome again? What if this lasts six, nine more months? What if it's another year from now and we're like, 2022 is going to be my year? Like, I'm not living my life like that. I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be planted in this house. Don't let the circumstance define you. We're defined by the cornerstone that we're building our life upon. Write down number three. You have a mountain of grace. For every mountain of pressure, there is an equal mountain of grace. 
So you might be under a mountain of pressure of going like, man, I've got pressure about this decision. I've got pressure in my finances. I've got pressure in relationships. Okay, listen, I just want to make sure you understand. For every mountain of pressure, there is an equal mountain of grace. Every time the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises a standard against him. Listen, the evil one comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Listen, every time the enemy tries to harm you, God turns it around for the good. For every mountain of pressure, there is an equal mountain of grace. You got to understand, God is up to something. It's not that the enemy's scheming stuff and the enemy's working stuff and the enemy's throwing stuff at your life. God's throwing stuff at your life. God's like, I love you. I'm for you. Here's a promise. Here's a friend. Here's a stream. Here's a church. Here's a connect group. Here's community. Here's a blessing. Listen, it's not the enemy that's sending stuff. God's sending more. Oh, I love this. Look here in, in, in Psalm 46. God. You're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You're a proven help in time of trouble. More than enough and always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear. Even if every structure of support were to crumble away, we will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. The raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. It's loud. It's dark. The lights went out. The other day it was so windy here in Los Angeles my least favorite weather pattern in the whole world is wind. I can do a little rain, but when the wind starts, I'm like, ooh, PTSD. I can't stand the wind. I can't stand the wind. I cannot stand the wind. And I was like, babe, I think the, the, the electricity is going to go out. What will we do with our children? Charge up the batteries on the iPads. What are we going to do? Get, buy some candles. He is saying, even in the stormiest of conditions, we will not be afraid. It will not move our faith in you. Stop looking at your current condition and start putting your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Are you more focused on wind and rain and, and conditions of your structure? Or are you more focused on Jesus? You're going to make it. God's building your house. You're going to make it. You love to practice. And you have right now in this season a mountain of grace. Now, yeah, there's a mountain of obstacle and a mountain of attack and there's this mountain of pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have you looked at the mountain of grace? It is greater and bigger. Every time you're up against something difficult, God's like coming through going like, hey, don't focus on this mountain. Focus on the mountain Zion of grace. Oh, I love this in Isaiah. Watch Isaiah 62. He sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. 
What is he saying? No, 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 no. Stop looking at the despair. Stop looking at the bottom line. Stop looking at the pressure. Look at the Prince of Peace. Look at the mighty Savior. Look at the Alpha and the Omega. Look at the mountain of grace. Who are you focused on in this season? Don't put your eyes on the economy. Don't put your eyes on social media. Don't put your eyes on a political leader. Don't put your eyes on, on, the, on the virus updates. Put your eyes on Jesus. Now he's building your life. You're putting into practice his words. And there's a mountain of grace available for you. You might be like, oh, I'm in despair. It's terrible. It's the worst year of my life. I'm going through hell. And oh, this is the word. Listen, even when the enemy comes in to convince you of that, God himself has a mountain of grace. Oh, I love you. Jesus says to Peter, he says, Peter, I just want to be honest with you, man. I'm going to be, I know you've been following me a long time. I love you, brother. You're, I've got plans for you. I want to tell you this, though. The enemy has asked to sift you like wheat. But I just want to tell you, I'm praying for you. If I was Peter, I would have been like, what? That's all you can do is pray? You can't be like, the enemies have to sift you like wheat, so I cast him down to a greater level of darkness. You can't do that? You're just like, oh, but I'm praying for you, buddy. The enemy has asked to sift you like wheat. Here's Jesus going, but I'm praying for you praying for you the enemy has a mountain of pressure here's jesus but i'm praying for you on the mountain of grace which mountain will you gaze upon today which reality will you focus on the storm is going to come but those that look at the mountain of grace will not be destroyed he's praying for you He's praying for you. Worship team, you come join me. Here's the last thing I want to say to you today is right, right down the last one. Your house will stand. Your house is going to stand. You know, we've had, we've had friends, you know, that, you know, houses have been destroyed in hurricanes and houses have been destroyed in windstorms and the decimation of, 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 of storms and, and winds and rains and It, 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 is a, it is a devastating reality. The attack of the wicked one. You feel like my children are under attack. My house is under attack. I don't, I don't feel like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I feel under attack. Be encouraged today. You're not under attack. Alone. You're under heaven's radar. You're under the canopy and under the umbrella of Jesus are you under attack yeah let's be honest you are, you probably are is this going to be the last year the attack happens no probably next year and the year after that and year after that because you're either in a storm coming out of a storm or getting ready to go back into one storms are inevitable storms in every season sometimes but we're not focused on the rain I'm not gazing at the wind. I'm not wondering, oh, what is the damage? What is going to be left? No, I'm looking at the mountain of grace. Your house is going to stand because your foundation is strong. My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ. 
He is the cornerstone. He is what I'm building my future on and so I can stand on his promises. I can stand confident. I can stand strong in the day of battle. Oh, I love Ephesians 6. Watch what Paul says. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over, but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Don't let 2020 put you asleep on the couch. Don't let 2020 make you roll over to the situation. I don't know what you're up against. It could be, you know, like you had to close your doors of your business. It could be like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this year. I don't know what you're up against, but let me just tell you, you got to do everything you can to stand strong. Because God is in this stuff. He's not the God that's like, whoa, whoa, that's a bit messy, man. I don't do messes. I'm God. Perfect. So when, when you've sorted everything, you can come back to me and then I'll help you know he gets into the weeds, he gets into the mess, he gets into the rubble, he gets into the clay, he pulled me out of a pit. He's a good, gracious God. He's not put off by your mess. You're like, I'm a mess today. Good. You're a candidate for God's very best. He specializes in messes. Anybody in the Bible had blemishes, had issues. Anybody in the Bible was a mess. Anybody in the Bible, God used drunk people, messed up people, broken people. God used Rahab. She was a harlot. God can use you. All you have to do today is not hear his words. Anybody can hear his words. They're going to obey his word. The foolish thing of 2020 is to be like, I don't know God's will. What's God's will for my life? I don't know what, what does God want me to do? What's God's will? What's God's will? Stop asking what God's will is. You will not know the specific will of God until you understand the general will of God. God's not going to give you a specific plan until you understand the greater plan. That's why he said, apply Matthew 5, 6, and 7. That is my will. The will for, my, for your life is that you apply what I've spoken. The will for your life is that you obey my instruction. The will for your life is that you listen and obey because listening and obeying will release you into the greatest life you ever imagined. And when you make a decision like this, though the storm is windy and howling and raining and sideways and lasting longer than you ever thought, God will be good. Last scripture. If you're comfortable at your house, stand to your feet. We're going to sing a song in the midst of this storm and we're going to declare together, I'm not fixing my eyes on the mountain of pressure. My eyes are on Zion. My eyes are on Jesus, the mountain of grace. Listen to what God says to you today. Psalm 91 verse 9. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample under your foot. 
because watch what God says because he has set his love upon me therefore I will deliver him I will set him on high because he has known my name he shall call upon me and I will answer him I will be with him in trouble I will deliver him and I will honor him with long life I will satisfy him and I will show him my salvation somebody clap in their house right now because God says I'm gonna take care of you you're gonna be all right you're gonna be all right touch somebody in your house and tell them you're gonna be all right you're gonna be all right